This is the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yeshayahu, Parak Gimel, Isaiah chapter 3. Chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Yeshayahu tell a terrible tale of doom and destruction of judgment by Yomahu on that particular day. What day might we be talking about? And what is he predicting? He starts off with, Beit Yaakov l'chuven elcha or Hashem. O house of Yaakov, let's walk by the light of Hashem. Ki natashtam cha Beit Yaakov. You've forsaken the ways of your people, O house of Yaakov, because they are full of onanim, of all sorts of divination. And Yaldei Nochrim, children of non-Jews. Your, your, your land is filled with silver and gold. There is no end to your treasures. Your land is full of horses. There's no end to his horses. Your land is full of foreign gods. Lamasi Adavi Shtachu, he bows down to his idols. By Yishach Adam by Ishbal Ish, this is the chorus line. By Yishach Adam by Ishbal Ish, the Alti Salahem. Man shall be humbled, and mortal human beings will be brought low, and they will not be forgiven. And he tells us how, you know, and this is the, the phrase, these Ainei Gavut Adam Shafel. Man's haughty look shall be brought low, and the pride of mortals shall be humbled. But but only God will be exalted on this day. And he warns us that everything high will be brought down, yo, for the Lord of hosts is ready day against all the proud and arrogant and the lofty, against all the cedars of the Lebanon, tall and stately, and all the oaks of the Bashan, against the high mountains and the lofty hills, and against the soaring towers and every mighty wall, etc., etc. And once again, the man's haughtiness shall be humbled, and the pride of man shall be brought low. Beniskav Hashem levado bayom hahu. Um, this prophecy is railing against vanity, against people who think they are too high. But the question is, and there is definitely a vertical theme, a theme of people who feel they are so high, who will now have to be brought down and they will hide. We even see here in Pasuk Yud that it talks about go bury yourself into a rock, bury yourself in the ground before the terror of the Lord and his dreaded majesty and you know in another in Pasuk Yudchet you're going to have to dig dig, dig tunnels under the ground so there's the heights are brought down low, this is all in chapter 2 what do we be talking about when is this written so it could be just a general metaphor but it's very interesting that there is um Yeshayahu starts prophesying. What do we hear? The first king that we're talking about is in the time of Uziah. If you look in chapter 6, which most people think is uh, Yeshayahu's first uh, initiation to prophecy, 
in the year of Uzziah's death. And we know that in Uzziah's time, there was a, a terrible earthquake, um, an earthquake which was mem remembered hundreds of years later. It's, it's mentioned, by the way, by the prophet Amos, who talks about how the land is going to turn over. And it's mentioned in the prophet Zechariah 300 years later. And you're going to run like you ran during the earthquake in the time of King Uzziah. Not only that, but when you hear a, a prophecy like we just read, which talks about people having too much Kesev Zahav, having too, uh, silver and gold, too many horses, too many foreign children, Yaldei Nochrim, we remember the order of the kings who are told not to exceed in horses, not in silver and gold, and not in wives. And last of all, when they talk about the, the, the towers coming down, well, when you read about King Uzziah in Divrei Amim, one of the things that he builds is, in fact, he builds towers. We read there in Divrei Amim Bet, chapter 26, we read, he built towers in Jerusalem. He built towers in the, in, in the wilderness. He even created all sorts of military um, slingshots and cannon to fire. And he placed them. These migdalim, these towers, are, are central. And then, what is Uziah's great sin? When he got so strong, he was so haughty that he destroyed himself by Imal Bashem, and he goes into the temple and he tries to bring the um, to bring the incense instead of the priests, and he is afflicted with um, leprosy with Sarat. So, could it possibly be that what we're talking about here is the haughtiness of King Uzziahu, the first king who Yeshayahu? is talking about. I think he's a readable, reasonable candidate. Others have suggested that this is, in fact, a commentary about Melech Shlomo, the greatest of all kings, King Solomon, because it talks about all of the sons of his foreign wives. It talks about the land being filled with idolatry. And we know that those things were a feature of Shlomo's reign. So here we see one of the major themes of Yeshayahu, here, the way he despises human arrogance and presumptuousness. In fact, chapter 2 ends, Cease to glorify man who has only breath in his nostrils, for by what does he merit esteem? And then he says, and now we're into Perak Gimel, our chapter of the day, because God is going to destroy from Jerusalem and from Yehudah, anything that you lean on, any support, whether it's Mishan Lechem, whether it's bread or whether it's water. So we're being warned about drought. Gibor of Ishmul Chama, Shofet Benavi, Vekosem, Vezaken, Sarhamishim on a Supanim, Vetz, Vecham, Harashim, Unavon Lachash. And Yeshayahu loves these lists of people, soldier, warrior, magistrate, prophet, elder, captain of 50, magnate, counselor, skilled artisan. All of these groups, he's going to remove our leadership. What event is going to cause this? Some sort of judgment day, some sort of terrific tragedy. And he warns us that instead, what are we going to have? Na'arim sarehem. 
You're going to have people with inexperience who are going to rule over you, and this is going to create chaos. Chaos. So this is horrible, horrible uh, image where he says, your leadership has failed you, your kings have failed you, you've become arrogant and proud, and therefore I'm going to give you chaos. Now, now what have the people done wrong? So take a look at Pasuk Chet in Parak Gimel. Ki kashla Yerushalayim yudanafal, ki lishonam umalehem alashem lamrot eineik vodo. So first of all, it is apparently their tongues, their language, and all their actions, which have caused them to rebel, even though God is watching. Hakarat penehem anta bam. Interestingly, it goes back to the perversion of the justice system. The Torah says, Lotakir panim, you're not allowed in court to recognize who is wealthy or who is well-connected. And he says, that's exactly what they've done. V'chatatam kistom, their sins are like Sodom not supporting the vulnerable, not supporting visitors, right? Higidu lo kichedu oilen asham. They aren't afraid. Higidu lo kichedu. They're not afraid to prefer justice in broad daylight. And then he says later on, Nitzav lariv Hashem v'omeid ladin amin. God is going to judge people. Hashem b'mishpat yavo. God is going to judge you. What have you done? You've ravaged the vineyard. You've robbed the poor in your houses. How dare you crush my people and grind the faces of the poor, says Hashem, the Lord of hosts. And interestingly enough, the words Malachem here read as Malcolm. Why are you doing this? And instead, your king will be um, sent into exile. And the last rebuke is against the arrogant or haughty women of Jerusalem, who are apparently so full of themselves. It is the women of Zion, the people of the upper classes of the aristocracy. They go there extending their necks and looking in all different directions. They strut around. And now he says, how will he attack them? And here we have one of the most amazing lists of the chapter, I'll read it in Hebrew, This is a whole set of all different types of decoration, head uh, adornments, all sorts of uh, jewelry, and all sorts of, you know, upper class dressing, and he lists every single one of them, and then says, "Vaya tochat bosem." Instead of you having perfume, there should be muck. There will be rot. V'tachat chagura, and instead of your elegant belts, nikpa, um, there will be sackcloth. V'tachat maaseh miksha. And instead of your made-up hair, korcha, there will be bald heads. So we have all of these terrible predictions um, about the destruction of the nation. As I said before, um, there are two options. 
Number one, if this is a prophecy from Uziahu, it's warning of the great earthquakes. However, if this is a later prophecy, it's warning about the Assyrian invasion, which will come and implode the decadent society which exists in Jerusalem. That's it for today. Chances tomorrow might be a little more optimistic.